mean? What do you mean? You know what I mean. Now he's gonna think we're together. What, you like the pork pie hat? That's not the point. Well, I'll tell you, he had some breath on him. Oh, his breath was fine. Are you kidding? It's like he had a bad burger with BBK in 75. All right. We gotta figure out what we're doing here. What are we doing? What are we? We're friends. How's that? What kind of friends? Oh, friends who listen to jazz, friends who eat pizza, friends who... Oh, no, there will be no... Welcome back to the Miranda's Pod fans. We are so happy to be here reviewing season four. Hi, everybody. We are back for episode, I mean, season four, episode three, defining moments. And this is a, I feel like I say every episode is iconic, (laughs) but this does have some pretty um, memorable plot points in this episode. uh, Yes, I totally agree. And actually, what I don't know if you remember, Sarah, I mean, I know you remember, but I don't know if you realize that I based a birthday surprise for you off this episode. Did you know that? Oh, I totally remember. And this was a long time ago where you did the this. Uh, wait, wait, this is when we did the jazz night. We did the jazz night. And I think I had I think I gave you a clue in a card and it was like a printed picture of the Carrie likes a jazz man. Yeah, that's it. I think I think that was the clue I like gave you or something before. Like, get ready for this weekend. (laughs) Is that the one we went to the 55 bar and I got so drunk and pretended to be German? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) for anyone who wants to see great live music, uh, great live jazz in New York City, there's the 55 or 55 bar. Is it on Christopher Street? It's right next to, um, yeah, nah, where is it? Anyway, it is Christopher the Street. 55 bar. Oh, shoot. It's, I, it's permanently closed. It must have been a pandemic no. casualty. Oh, no, that's so sad. Permanently closed. It's, wow. I had some I have some good memories there. That was that's a great I little know. jazz spot. Well, maybe um, we'll come back. I mean, it, God, that was COVID? like an institution in New York. It was pretty old. Yeah, COVID COVID is 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 brutal. Um well, anyway. <laughs> no, anyway, speaking of jazz, this episode um to for to give just kind of a quick summary, the girls are all kind of dealing with a quote unquote defining moment. Carrie and Big are trying to define their friendship. They're hanging out, going on friend dates, but knowing Carrie, she's insanely obsessed with Big and kind of towing a very thin line. She ends up meeting this very cute and successful bass player in a jazz band and a jazz club owner, and they kind of are starting a little bit of a romance, um, which kind of puts into question her friendship with Big. Now that Big and I weren't playing the dating game, we were free to just play, and it had never been better. And in, also in this episode, Charlotte and Trey are having sex all over Manhattan in coat closets, in the backs no. of cabs, in restaurant bathrooms. And um, 
but not in their bedroom. So this kind of um, is a defining moment for them. Are they just going to be like having sex all over Manhattan or are they, are they going to be a serious couple? Samantha has a defining moment in this episode when she meets a, an artist, Maria, who is a lesbian. And even though Samantha kind of turns her down, rejects her nicely, they end up kind of kissing at the end and maybe becoming a couple. Miranda in this episode um, is dating none other than Jim Gaffigan, who is a man who is so comfortable Ugh. and has no boundaries that he pees and poops with the door open. Hilarious plot point with so many little Instagram polls that I'm going to have to do later. Great cameo. Oh, so many, so many polls. So many polls. Um, yeah. So which plot point do you think we should kind of go get into first? That's a good question. I think that we got to get into the jazz, All right. man. The next night, my ex introduced me to a tiny jazz club in the East Village. There I was, inches away from my ex-boyfriend, friend, whatever, lusting after a bass player. Specifically, not really the jazz man, but Carrie and Big, like, pr- like trying to be friends again. Like It's absurd. Yeah, my, my first note on this is... We are watching two sociopaths who don't care about Natasha or Aiden's feelings. Whoa. <laughs> um, and how, yeah, like they're just at monkey bar having drinks, shooting this shit. Like, do not like how much time has transpired since Natasha mm. fell down the stairs? Do you think? Well, with her and it's knocked been out her teeth. a couple of like seasons and again this series exists in like a seasonless timeless place but based on the clothing i would have said that we we had spring summer we're in late fall so i would say maybe five six months so not long at all is what you're telling not me. long at all not a full year not a full year <laughs> but i will say this gilly it's on brand for their characters like let's not assume that that carrie would be you know at home you know, not being around big. Big is her, you know, she is addicted to how she feels and how he makes her feel uh, when they're together. And my first note was Carrie and big are hanging out question mark. Like I truly kind of forgot where they left off as a friend. Yeah. And I believe that he showed up to her birthday thing. That was the season opener of season four, right? He brought the balloons and she like let the balloons off in the air, which yeah. as one of our listeners, I think it was Heather. Actually, it was Heather who said biggest carry tracker ever, just letting those fucking balloons go in the air. <laughs> so we left off with big and carry kind of. Yeah, he shows up at the end of the night to her birthday with the balloons. And now I guess they're hanging out and they're like friends now. But we 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 all know that these two cannot be friends. <sighs> OK, you know what I want to say? What? Watching Carrie and big. Maybe this sounds mean, but do you do you have like do you know a person, whether they're a friend or not, colleague, whatever, and watching them flirt is like the hardest, most pathetic thing to watch. You know what? I find that way more with watching when some guys flirt. Yeah, or when guys try to flirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where you're it, where it's, it's like watching, like, it's ugh. kind of like uh it's just um what is that German word? It's not Schadenfreude, but it's it's that other thing where you're embarrassed by someone else's cringy. cringy. It's it's fucking cringe. Um, yeah, secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, it's um watching Carrie and Big like do their same little dance, but dance, but having Carrie be like, 
I'm going to be the one who rejects him. Like, this is how I like she wants so hard to have the upper hand. And she she's acting like I can't believe he's hitting on me like there will be no wink wink. And it's like, what do you fucking expect, Carrie? Like, it's hot. Like, it's literally makes me like gag watching them flirt with each other. Oh, Carrie likes a jazz, man. Jazz. All right, that's it. I'm going upstairs. <sighs> Suit yourself. I have to go to sleep. Nighty night. <laughs> they get off on not fucking. Yeah, I, I I think they and I but I kind of think a lot of people do that that they like the flirty tension. It's just more like after a certain age and all the damage that was caused by a relationship for you to keep going yeah. back to it. <laughs> and I, I think of it and I use the term addiction. Maybe that's a little bit too strong for this situation, but look at what you what happened because of you pursuing this person and you continue to go back and expecting a different result. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Like doing the same thing and expecting something different. <laughs> so you're really watching in someone who's insane who thinks and, and then the way and it really is like a, like an addict and the way she talks at the 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 table with the girls and they're really concerned and questioning and she's defensive oh and, and saying Let, let's not talk Duh. about the boundaries it'd be like somebody bringing up like hey I'm kind of concerned about like you're smoking or drinking this really wasn't good for you like it really made you feel like shit and bad are you sure this is okay and then she gets really defensive like how dare you bring it up so Again, I don't want to like minimize addiction and what that looks like, but uh, uh, Carrie's behaviors are, well, I think she does have some addiction problems, shopping, cigarettes, relationships. No, I think that sex and love can be an, it is an addiction for some people. Yeah, she, she, I mean, I think they do have support groups for those things. Yeah, and she definitely has like a ton of addictive behaviors, maybe an addictive personality. And I think big fits right into that in which it's, hey, this person doesn't really lead to good things. It kind of makes you feel bad, but you're going to continue to go back to it because the high is really good when it's high. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I really did like the inner I, I, this, the brunch table or the brunch scene was a great, great dialogue across all three girls with Carrie. It starts out with Miranda's, which is my call out chime. It feels good to be sarcastic. Where she says, it's a slippery slope, Carrie. Without boundaries, you might never know what happens. Carrie says something along the lines of like, yeah, we might like actually have some fun. Samantha, which is my Samantha Zinger, goes, you might have amnesia, which is which is a, it's a great line. Yeah, like you're going to keep doing the same things. And then there's a great Charlotte line that I've never picked up on. Did you sleep with him? And Samantha's like, oh, she slept with him. And she's like, no, I did not sleep with him. And Charlotte goes, are you thinking of sleeping with him? Which is, yeah, it is yeah, good. That because was, I was like, Charlotte, you, you got her. You got her. You got her, Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I, I I, think everyone knows somebody. And I've definitely been this person in which like, there isn't somebody who really is good for them. And then they kind of keep going back because when it is good, it feels really good. And I think Carrie believes that she can manage her feelings around big but they really do enjoy being in this game of of 
like kind of cat and mouse and who has the power and who doesn't. And maybe that's honestly, maybe that's part of their sexual dynamic. Who knows? But it's definitely part of their emotional dynamic, which is this play for power and who's interested and who's not. Um, so it's interesting that she there when they're out on their little friend date. And first off, you don't go on a friend date to a jazz club like in New York City like that with a, a guy you like slept with in the past. No, it's just not going to happen. I'd be lucky to go on a date <laughs> with a guy. No, this too. is not friend date. Yeah. This is not a kind of a friend date. Anyway, they are no. th- this, this cute bass player is really eyeing Carrie. She's eyeing him. He passes her a note. Which is very bold of him. Very by bold, the way, but he's a bold be... jazz guy, you know? Um yeah. anyway, so that they Big is, right, Big is there. right there. They connect. And this jazz guy is super confident. And he owns the bar. He's super confident. And I actually thought this part was pretty funny of how Chris Noth acted this scene and how they wrote it, in which it's like you just he didn't get the hint or get the clue that Carrie could possibly be interested in somebody else. Or maybe he did get uh, that and yeah. just refused to acknowledge it. But there, Carrie says she has to go uptown. The jazz guy goes with her. They're sharing a cab. And, and then Big's like, oh, I'll go with you. So they're all three in the car. When the jazz guy yeah. asks for her number, she doesn't have a pen. So Big offers it. It's just this really awkward, uncomfortable scene. Um, yeah. But- well, Big knows that he has this this magic spell over Carrie. He has this power. And like you were saying, he can't imagine a world in which that magic spell like kind of wears off or doesn't, it's not foolproof. Well, the, th- the, the thing is um, that even when he was unavailable, she wanted him. And when she was unavailable, yeah. she ch- still chose him. So he's a little bit, I mean, do do you blame Big? I, I, Carrie keeps kind yeah, of going back right, to him. right. Um, so I did. I, I thought this dynamic was kind of fun. Um, I love in stories a little like love triangle. I think love triangles are super fun. I mean, yes. lost anybody? <laughs> Sawyer, <laughs> Jack and Kate. Um, Dr. Shepard. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love a good love triangle. Not that this is that at all. But um, yeah, so I just think that Carrie is like freaking delusional. Like she's so delusional. And but I was going to say this. Would you, because this guy, this jazz guy, first off, he was pretty cute, but men in a bowler hat, hot or not? I would, I like, I liked this guy. He, he Men in a bowler hat, you have to be able to like, do what he was doing, which is play instruments. If not, then n- Gilly, not. Hard if you not. showed up to a first date and a man <laughs> was wearing a bowler yeah. hat, and I knew he was a jazz musician, sure, really, but I'm going to take this to the Instagram please, polls. But please don't. <laughs> but please, don't. I'm trying to think if like <laughs> take it to the polls. A, I'm trying to think if if anybody's showing up with a unique hat on a first date <laughs> is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I think headwear hats right. are just not something you bring to the first date. Like a really un PC, like native <laughs> headdress. I mean, or just simply just a fedora. <laughs> um, you know, a, a, even a baseball cap might be considered. I would, I would literally walk away if it was a newsy, like a newsboy cap. Yeah. And the thing is, I think there are people who show up like that, and it's part of their their whole thing. Um, not for me. 
This is this is a side note, but it relates to dating in New York City. I know two people completely unrelated who went on a date with the same guy because he was a character. And I heard this. What? It, OK, so basically this guy who I guess was on the apps. This was like seven years ago, which show up in like a newsboy cap and riding a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> and like fucking Williamsburg to the date. Oh, and it was two separate people. And I remember when I heard it the second time, I was like, oh, my God, my roommate and someone told me this exact same story. Like this guy's making the rounds and he's like ready to like swoop in and find literally his, his swoop in on his segue <laughs> with his newsboy cap. Um, That's amazing. Uh, again, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put up a poll and see, you know, bowler hat, hot or not, and headwear on a first date if you're not going to a sporting event. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, Carrie and the jazz guy <laughs> proceed to kind of, you know, get to know each other over the episode. They end up going on a date to the opening of Tao. The guy on the phone, jazz guy, says, is the, you know, don't bring the angry guy, uh, alluding to Big. And then they yeah, show hilarious. up to Tao together on their date and Big is there. Gilly, if I... Did I miss something? Was that a mistake or, or a coincidence? No, it was just a weird what? coincidence because it's the opening of Tao and Big's, you know, the guy around town. Gilly, if I, let's say, went out, like, was out with some some uh, friends, maybe there was an ex with me. Or no, no, I meet, I meet a guy and he has his ex-girlfriend with him. They're just friends. Okay? Yeah. We connect. The next date, yeah. we go on. She is there. Yeah. The red flag. Yeah. I'm like, dude, jazz man, red yeah. flag. Run the, away from Carrie. Carrie. Yes. yes. It's weird. And also the fact that they decided to all sit together. Or were they? Honestly, yeah, yeah. writing. It's really bad it, writing. It's really, really like I wish I ran into people in New York like that, don't. you know, like you. You don't run into people when you look good. No, you do every 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 like 10 years. You might look really good and run into someone and you're like, thank you. It's Lord. my dream to look good but, and like, run into somebody. You mostly run into people when you're looking bad and not at Tao. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going to happen. But Carrie, it happens all the time. Anyway, the big is there. Samantha kind of confronts big when Carrie goes to the bathroom and, you know, is, is saying, you know, she may be strong, yada, yada, um, and kind of puts big in check, like back off. Let's let her be happy. Um and that is our loyal Samantha right there. She, I love, I love this yeah, scene. She's um, a super her, fierce, loyal friend. She's like, she says, you know, that girl, she might seem strong and over it, but she's like delicate and fragile and she's my best friend. Um, and I love that. But also like, I love that she kind of checkmated big and he ended up leaving. Yeah. Which was which interesting was because then. She's like, I'm smart. I'm not as dumb as you but think. But then you notice in the I end when Carrie runs into Big and he leaves with the girl, Carrie is a little yeah. bit hurt. She's trying to be playful with him. And now he's closed off again and he's leaving. And you watch that kind of that thing they have yeah. dim. Yeah. And you watch the disappointment because she is so fragile with him. Um, 
Oh my gosh. So totally. we're, we're left in this episode with Carrie and the jazz man, you know, they're dating and this is going to lead us mm-hmm. into the next episode with him. And the end of this episode, um, just to kind of, you know, transition into Samantha's plot, the Maria, the artist is with Samantha at this dinner at Tao. And she's really, she admires Samantha for standing up for her friend. And she sees Samantha in a position of vulnerability and She's like, I cannot just be friends with you. She's like, I, you know, I cannot be friends with Samantha. I totally, I totally get that feeling. She's like hot for Samantha. She's like, this is like a knight in shining armor. Samantha just like came in, stood up to the big bad wolf, big bad straight told guy him to like, <laughs> yeah, big bad straight guy. Told him to go fuck himself, and that she knows exactly what he's doing. And he leaves with his like coked out model girlfriend. Who, by the way, that actress was amazing. The 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 actress who plays the the super tall yeah. model who's in the bathroom like snorting coke off the toilet seat. Like I I thought she was great. Yeah, she, she played she was the like, role well. Um, he talks about you a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. I thought she was great. Like kind of aloof, but also like knows what's happening as well. Like it just shows you big things that like no one sees what he's doing, but everyone sees what he's yeah. doing. I was thinking, and then um, you can, so do you know who he reminds me of so much? So much. Who? Get the bleep button out. Who? I knew you were going to say so that. So much. It's just like, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's it's textbook negging. It's textbook, let me give you a backhanded compliment to, so that you can, you need to like get like feel better when I give you a real compliment. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I just I, I even wrote that down in my notes. I was like, oh my God, this is interesting. Um, so Samantha's, I don't know if we need to go fully into Samantha's plot point, but something I like about this show, and yeah. they actually did it really great with Samantha and Maria, mm-hmm. is that yeah. and we haven't gone into this discussion yet. This is the next episode when the when Samantha tells the girls that she's dating her, um, is that they really make it kind of natural to just kind of ugh, for them to get together. It wasn't like, oh my God, am I straight, gay, bi, you know, whatever. It was kind of like no labels. And I think this fits in perfectly with the character of Samantha being um pretty uh not defined by labels. And as yeah. it, it was pr- that was kind of uh probably for the time, pretty unique and kind of a bold way to to tell somebody's story. So I thought that was, that's probably the only thing I can really take away from that plot point. Well, I yeah, no, I thought it was great. It seemed really natural too. just their interaction. They met at the her art show that Charlotte, I guess, was curating. And then they did a studio visit with Maria and um, there was clearly some, you know, vibing and chemistry and Maria like made a move and Samantha's like, you know, I've done the girl thing. Um, so let's just be friends. And she rejected. But then her there's this very moment. Gracefully. Yeah. Yes. Very gracefully. Very gracefully. Um, and but then they naturally kind of transition into a romantic relationship. So, yeah, I think this show actually did get this right. It, it is interesting, though, if we look, let's look at the concept of labels, though. So here we have Samantha, who um, is a trisexual, <laughs> is trisexual. Yeah, Samantha and Maria are like they're not really worrying about labels. I guess yet maybe they will later, but I don't think they and ever then, but do. Then yeah, I don't think they ever do. But what's interesting is, you know, Carrie's trying to be all coy 
you know, big hops out of the cab that he's sharing with Ray King, the most jazz name ever. And uh, Carrie's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you like, he's going to think we're getting together. She asks, what are we? And, you know, they have this whole thing. We're friends. We friend, we're friends who listen to jazz. We're friends who eat pizza. We're friends who wink, wink. And she's like, there will be no wink, wink. Yeah. And this um, leads her to kind of defend her. They need to defend yeah. herself to the. I was going to yeah. say, sorry, no, yeah. you go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, in this situation, yeah, like some understanding and clarity, a label, what have you, is is important for yeah. them, I think. To that, have. that is true. Well, I think establishing boundaries with somebody who in the past that's been an issue with is really important, but it's also really hard. I think breaking habits yeah. in old relationships is, is, is challenging. It's kind of like, you know, friends that you've known for a long time. It may be harder to establish boundaries with them because you weren't maybe you you you've had so many experiences with them in which that hasn't been addressed. And so it's hard to bring up. I think it'd be really hard for Carrie and Big now to establish boundaries and to understand, like, defined, you know, what's acceptable and what's not. Or if we do this, it's going to hurt me. And I, you know, um, and I think they're this this trajectory of their relationship kind of continues this like back and forth crossing and hurting and yada, yada. And again, this is just this is their story. This is part of their plot. Um, so we have to talk about the Miranda plot point. We have to. It's for the Miranda. We have to. And we are we also talk about our bowels enough on this pod. Yeah, I thought this was a just really take it away, funny Sarah. um pop uh uh plot yeah. line. You know, we have Miranda, she's dating this guy, Jim Gaffigan. She really likes him. It seems like they're really connecting. She wakes up in the morning and she uh is in the bathroom, is brushing, brushing her, her teeth, teeth, and he just walks in and starts peeing. I don't want a boyfriend who does that. It's never okay to do that. Wait your turn. Shut the door. Do your business. And she's really taken aback yeah. by this, right? That she's, you know, she tells the girls, just, I don't want to see that. That's not, like, you know, I, I have boundaries. And then Carrie kind of says, like, oh, Miss Boundaries dating Mr. No Boundaries. So as the relationship progresses, you know, she tries peeing with the door open. He ends up coming in and is asking about like where bagels are or coffee filters. She's really, you know, really trying to to kind of um, be as open as this guy. And then it finally culminates in she's in the kitchen trying to make his coffee. Hey, smells great. It, it, it's the cinnamon I add to the... He's talking to her, again, going to the bathroom with the door open, and then he's just farting and pooping it like it's so aggressive and i whoever did the sound effects (laughs) and sound design just did it so beautifully it's just so accurate (laughs) it's so beautifully it is glorious (laughs) and she is horrified that he is shitting with the door open and talking to her with the newspapers on the ground like he he crossed a line so he absolutely crossed a line. What is your question? So here are my questions. And these are, I'm going to put these on <laughs> Instagram. The first one okay. is going to be, um, do you pee in front of your partner or do they pee in front of you? Yeah. we. Mine's an obvious yes. Well, uh, you said partner. This guy is like <gasps> a new guy. And so. Okay. So th- this is the first thing for, here's the thing for people who are in um, like a long-term monogamous relationship, a lot of them I know are going to answer 
alarmingly yes. They're going to say, yes, we, we pee. Okay. Now with someone new you're dating, would you do it? I think the answer is going to be no. no. Absolutely not. Hard no. And I think Hard both groups no. could agree that no one is pooping with the other person in the room. I I did not when I was in a partnership. I like, okay. We had a shower in our bathroom. Sorry. Yeah, wait. That is such a weird way of saying I had a bathroom in the shower. Um we had a we had a bathroom with a shower and a bathtub separate and if dave was in the shower and i absolutely needed to go number 2 i literally would be like i need to go i'm so sorry do not come out da da da, da and i would do it so fast wow we I have not. But the shower's on. The shampoo is making smells. The steam like, is doing something too. Okay, so interesting. Yeah. So there's so you, in you, dire situations, yes. So in a dire situation, sure, absolutely. Um, but what this guy did was appalling and wrong, and maybe it, a crime. It, it, I think it's. Sh- I think it's criminal. I yeah. think it's criminal. <laughs> what Jim Gaffigan did. I, if if the, here's the thing, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say you're like you've you've been dating this guy for, let's say, a good three weeks and you've done the like all like initial dates. But um, in those three weeks, but you've been seeing each other like three times per week. And you're it's like your 10th date. And you're like, this is like, this is my guy. Like, it's just so easy between us. Like, there's no mind games. Like, he's helping me out around the house. Like, da, 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 da. But week three is like, okay, we're actually spending more time at your apartment. And he does that. Over. Is it over? (laughs) It might be. I mean, I I don't think so. But. I would be concerned that he felt that comfortable right away. That's, <laughs> you know, that's somebody who thinks, ooh, I I don't have to try anymore to be appealing. Yeah. Because if you do that yeah. in front of somebody, you know they are losing some sort of sexual appeal towards you. Yes. I think that the solution, if any of our listeners are going through this exact scenario I think the solution is to if he's comfortable enough to be like having diarrhea, like very loud in your apartment. I think you should be take that same comfort level and tell him to cut it the fuck out and tell him. Yeah, no, the door will be shut. Like, yeah, no. that that's a great point. You that will if, light a match if somebody <laughs> is that comfortable you know, having zero boundaries with the bathroom door, then you have every right to be very direct and bold in in telling them that that is absolutely unacceptable. Um, (laughs) I think our answer would, um, if we spoke to people of a different generation, I wonder if the answers would change. What do you think the the older generation would say? I think women didn't do that in front of their husbands no i'm thinking like older like in no when 50s yeah i think with women's liberation feminism came yeah crossing shitting with the door closed (laughs) (laughs) just shitting so i'm mostly referring to p 
peeing in front of your partner, which I have just no problem with. But I, I, I'll be like, if I was on the toilet and like, let's say I'm peeing and, and we've talked to this before, like sometimes you just have to toot and that's okay. And then yeah. even if Dakota, I was like, I'll be like, Dakota, get out of here now. I, so I don't, you know me, I don't even, I don't even like fart in front of Dakota. I can't do it. Oh, I got to the level with Dave where I was farting, and that was unbelievable. I can't believe I made it. I don't fart in front of anybody, really. Like I just (laughs) don't. I I don't know what it is. I just don't. And I'm so it's. I don't want to feel like oh, I'm being judged because I don't. Because I think I remember. I think I said that to somebody. Like you don't. You don't. I do. I was like, well, good for you. I don't do it in front of everybody. You fucking pig. <laughs> no, I don't judge anybody for what they do. Like, yes, if, you do. Yes, well, you do. I'm not. If you're in a loving, healthy relationship and you're you guys don't care, that's absolutely fine. I'm saying I will pee in front of Dakota, but I don't actively like try to fart in front of him. If it was an accident, it's an accident. But I'm not like trying to do that. Does that make sense? Cool. Question, if it's an accident in front of Dakota, are you embarrassed or no? I am embarrassed in front of anybody. <laughs> it's not Dakota specific. It could be my mom and I'd be embarrassed. I don't know why. Okay. I have a thing about farting that I'm embarrassed by. <laughs> okay, so I so okay. This is kind of a pivot, but it just reminds me you were saying like of different generations. Like, do you know that scene in like the first season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel when she's like always putting on her makeup? She's washing her makeup yes. off yes. when her husband falls asleep and then gets up before him, puts it on, and yes. then she pretends she's asleep. Yes. Um, and so she can look radiant. Like, I've heard that's like a thing that like women, some women did. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I think women, maybe women were told, you know, stay mysterious, you know, be this. I'm sure. And you know what? Maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there's something in which we need to learn from older generations that maybe there should be more boundaries. I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable. But do you think there's something as being too comfortable in the relationship? Like Jim Gaffigan crossed a line, right? Like he was too comfortable. So like, where's the line? I guess it's whatever the two people, well, you know, I don't know. I wonder like if, if, Maybe you should be more mysterious if you're going to be more mysterious. And like, maybe I think that means like dressing a little bit more modestly, not having your boobs out and not like farting all over the place. Like, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't really know what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying dress like, sexy, but don't fart. <laughs> don't no, I'm, what I'm saying, if you're dressing sexy, you better be farting, too. No interesting i'm saying but if you if, if you, you dress actually modestly misty- and fart then you're just an, an, an like a modest well, no farter. i'm saying that like if you're putting it out there and like your your tits are out you're wearing like the sluttiest sheen outfit then you better be farting in that outfit too because you in, have in front of that guy you have committed to not leaving anything to the imagination. Okay, I so disagree with you. <laughs> I so disagree with you beyond anything. And this may, but this may be a reflection. If of my you own are feelings. too embarrassed to fart, then button up that cardigan a little bit more. Whoa. Okay. Totally disagree <laughs> with you. I think if you are putting on the sexy lingerie, you are trying to, I believe, 
come off and portray this sexy image. Why would you like this isn't a comedy show. This isn't like let me put on this sexy thong and then fart in front of you. Like that's terrible. That that is a that is like a moment ruiner. I mean it could be a moment connector no, I'm just and saying you laugh. I don't <laughs> Sarah, I'm not I'm not saying put, put on a sexy dress and push one out. <laughs> Okay, well, I was not saying, sure. I'm just saying if you're like tits are out, you're, you know, you're, you're really like wearing pretty much nothing that if you accidentally fart, what's the fucking problem? You're human. Like you're already like, you're not mysterious already. Like it's, well, fine. this is, then you get, <laughs> well, this is one of those things I'm going to be canceled and, but in the most confusing way ever. <laughs> no, I think what I mean is that. Okay, look, I, okay, so what, what in Marvelous Miss Maisel when she has the makeup on, right? She is trying to maintain a very beautiful, perfect image in the eyes of her husband with the idea about putting sexy lingerie on is that you are then becoming, you know, not like the, the whore complex, right? In a way, portraying that image. I, in my brain, am not grasping the like the the being slutty, but also farting. I almost like that doesn't compute. And I think it can. I really do. Um, I mean, I'm messing with your mind intentionally right now, but I'm also just trying to make like a weird fucking point. OK, regardless, like, but I think leave something up to the imagination, whether right? it's dressing or farting. You you Your choose what, what you know what your body, your choice, whatever. We'll end it like that. <laughs> anyway, we both can agree that Jim Gaffigan just was not oh, this was not acceptable at all. Um, no, no. And I love Miranda's reaction of slamming the door. Yeah. It's so There's great. not much with the Charlotte Trey plot aside from having sex in public places. They kind of throw Samantha under the bus at the end of the episode. They're like, well, if Samantha thinks I'm having a healthy relationship, then my relationship is fucked. <laughs> I know. I thought that was a little cruel. It was um, a little mean. Yeah, absolutely. But so something I thought was was a little bit funny between the between Charlotte and Trey was when they are in the cab and he mm-hmm. is trying to get with her so badly. They're making out like basically dry humping. And then she starts bringing up kind of their marital issues. And he's like, Charlotte, let's not discuss this in front of the driver. And she's like, you were about to have <laughs> sex with me in front of the driver. So here's a perfect <laughs> yeah. example of, you know, um, boundaries and, and presenting yeah, like he wouldn't really care funny. having sex in front of him but dear god yeah. talk you know airing dirty laundry be too much it's such a waspy yeah. thing um yeah something so random i noticed well i think a fun topic would be uh sex in public places and i think it's pretty common i think if you were to poll people if they've had sex in a public place i think an overwhelming majority would say yes i mean i feel like I have in like a tent twice, like a camping tent. That feels like a private space that you could. But that feels private. It's private. That's the same thing as like a hotel room, but just. it's a Yeah, room. but it was like one time was at night. Actually, no, they were both in the daytime. So like people could like we're walking by. OK, all right. I'll give it to you. Very nice. Yeah. 
Were you farting? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe. 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 Camping digestion. I'll let, leave that, that up to your imagination. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what about you? Oh, Lord. Yeah. You knew I was going to volley that right back to you. I know. Um, oh, man. I'm trying. Yes, definitely. Many places. Where? Just just list one. Um, Lebane. <laughs> the bathroom. Oh, right. Of How could I forget Lebane? Yeah. At, at uh, on a Sunday hotel. night before, before work. Yeah. Um, and it, it was the second time I'd been to Lebane that weekend. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. So you knew where, right where the bathroom was. <laughs> I, I know where to go. Um, okay. So something that I, I kind of a little Easter egg that I found in this episode. I'm oh not sure my God, anyone stop. else, any super fans noticed this. I noticed this oh, about maybe it. an episode or so ago. Again, noticed it in this one that Charlotte has been wearing a really um, prominent silver cross. And <gasps> yeah, so really kind of identifying as a Christian, like wearing that silver cross. <gasps> and oh, as wow. we all know, you know, Sex City fans, she ends up converting to Judaism. So I just thought that was interesting. Oh. That that's part of the wardrobe. Well done, Sarah. Well done. Thank That's interesting. Um, um, all right. What are we, what, are, what, what fashion are we kind of calling out for this episode? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. I mean, I've got one big, big one. Should we say it at the same time or do you not have a big one? Uh, I have a couple small ones. So you do a big one. Maria. Oh, I, white shirt, black tank top. White shirt, black tank top, high-waisted, light-wash denim jeans with a black leather belt. She has a silver um, cuff yeah. on, like, a chunky cuff. Oh, my God. It was, like, yeah. great outfit, that episode, that You know what's funny? I didn't. I wouldn't have said that was a big one. That was actually one of my small ones. It was such a great look. It's timeless. First off, she, yeah, her boobs timeless. look incredible in this, like, black. That, talk about that tank top we yeah. love from American Apparel. This is yeah. probably a yes. equivalent. Yeah. Really great classic look. That's of any time. Um, she kind of reminded me of Salma, 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 Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Salma yeah. Hayek. Um, yeah, she she reminded me of her. Um, and then I'm trying to think. There were some like couple other dude. Charlotte had this cute little like purple tie top on in the beginning, and I thought she looked lovely. Um, but other than that, Maria was the standout for me. Yeah, I did like Carrie's like first look at Monkey Bar, that smoky kind of gathered tool. Almost like a like, vintage prom look. Yeah, I like that smoke, smoky charcoal color. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. Um, what are you? I, wait, but we have to do one thing first. We did not yeah. do a Carrie tracker. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. And so <gasps> my carry tracker oh my God, is, obviously. is definitely just her whole energy at Tao with big and the date there. She should have at that yes. moment said, mm-hmm. like made a boundary. Like I'm going to be with Samantha and Maria and like said and something. my date and my date. Yeah, that's my carry tracker. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like super, just super rude actually to and selfish to, you know, here's this nice, attractive man and just to kind of like leave him hanging like that. Yeah. Um, with this big jerk around. So um, yeah, that is my carry tracker. What are you rating this? 
I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I'm braiding this a... I wrote mine down gonna, as to not be influenced. Mine is a 3.75. I was going to say mine's a 3.75 Fantastic. as well. Because, because I know that the second part of this kind of episode with the jazz guy is really good. And I think also, I think they're just teeing it up. With yeah. Maria in, I've got to save, yeah. I've got to save my fours and fives for mid to end season four. We're, I just yeah. can't give a four out just yet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, folks, that was the episode. Uh, we're super excited. We, we're going to have lots of new guests coming on soon. We are. I'm actually, um, let me kind of do a little teaser here. I'm, um, blah, 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 blah. yeah, we have some great new guests coming on. Um, some men that are coming on, which is kind of fun. Next week, we have season four, episode four, What Sex Got to Do With It, which is a great episode. Um, and yeah, we've got some fun guests coming up. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. It's going to be great. Season see, four just gets so good. It's probably my favorite season. See you next week, our little jazz men. Bye. Bye, little jazz people. <laughs>